Cousin Jared, we are back for another week of baseball. Last week, our show picks went 13-2, and two, which is... Unbelievable. It's pretty good. Uh, and somehow not, somehow not even the best show that we did <laughs> this last week. We had another You're, show. Yeah, I, I... Better. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. late. Uh, it's yeah. actually not that late. Uh, it's just, it's been a long couple of weeks with all yeah. the college football work and all the NFL work. My brain is uh, it's clearly not very sharp, but uh, I mean, you're right. And uh, we will talk a lot about college football yeah. on the show that we record tomorrow where uh, a college football uh, show picks, I think, went 13 and four mm-hmm. uh, combined. One of those shows went uh, eight, eight and one. one. Yeah. yeah, Eight and one. And then last week of baseball went 13 and two. So uh, hopefully you've been here with us uh, last week. Last week was a lot of fun. Um, but we'll talk about all the football stuff later. Baseball props did not go as well last week, stumbling a little bit towards the end of the week after uh, going 16 of 18 for a stretch. We'll try to get back to our winning ways on the pitcher props uh, at the end of this show. Um, otherwise, you know, just as a reminder, uh, we're going to cover one A-grade play today. There are more A-grade plays over on Dub Club. Uh, that's where the Dub Clubbers already have all of Sideline's projections for college football uh, for next week, if that's something you're interested in. So, again, there's a lot of benefits to being over there uh, on that. So that sign-up link again in the show description. Otherwise, <clears throat> we'll get right to it here. The day game, doubleheader between the Braves and the Phillies. We're going to talk about game one. Uh, Braves offense, obviously incredible. Phillies offense, not bad and really been rolling as of late. It's going to be an interesting matchup here with two pretty good pitchers in Charlie Morton and Tywin Walker. Charlie Morton, 332 ERA. Underlying metrics suggest it's probably not that good, but he's been kind of consistently good the last several years now. Maybe not quite as good as his peak with the Astros, um, but... Still a very good pitcher that you see with that grade of a full standard deviation, better than league average. Tywin Walker, 415 ERA. Same thing, underlying metrics, not as big of a fan. Both these guys have been getting results. They're veterans. They've been around for a while. Uh, great bullpens, uh, of course, as you can see there. Park factor, 98. What that means is we're going to decrease the runs by about 2%. The weather adjusted, basically nothing. We are expecting upper 70s, a slight breeze across or in. It's not going to really matter. Uh, It looks to be a fairly ho-hum situation where you've got um, good offenses on aggregate versus good pitching on aggregate. And the model says 8.8 for the total because, Jared, we're going to go under at 9.5. Tell us more. So the main reason that I like this number is that nine is such a common outcome for baseball games. And honestly, like if I'm just looking at, you know, sideline projects this 8.8, nine and a half, this is usually like that amount of different discrepancy is kind of right on the edge for me as to whether I would play the under or not. But again, what makes a difference for me here is that nine is such a, a common number that baseball games will, will land at. And with, you know, the Braves, probably going to be the number one seed in the NL, but the Phillies uh, still in the race there. So everybody's still incentivized at this point, even though we've talked about how that hasn't mattered the past couple of years, uh, both of these teams very much still, still in it. And again, I just like going under nine and a half. So we'll get a winner on nine. Yeah, I agree. We talk about it a lot with football as well, right? The key numbers and every once in a while that goes awry. You end up with like a safety or, uh, you know, a missed extra point or whatever. In, in football. Any game that I was involved in. 
any game that Iowa's involved <laughs> in, or today in today's day and age with the NFL with the longer extra point, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are still more common outcomes uh, of these sports, and knowing that is important. We talk about with baseball, of course, nine is the most common. Uh, game outcome. So it's kind of a key number type thing. Now, baseball doesn't have the same issue of football because you do score runs one at a time, even though you can obviously get full and play. They, they cross one at a time. It's each person, right? So um, you don't have quite those same issues, but uh, you do end up with more odd number scores because of tie games. That also matters a little bit more in a tight contest like this. We're expecting this one to be relatively close. Uh, we're not going to talk about a side there. You know, uh, that's again reserved for people on Dub Club. But, it, you know, you have a game where the Braves are definitely the better team, but on the road. Like, we're not expecting this to be a blow. We'll talk about a game later that we're kind of all expecting to be a blow up, right? What's a good price for the Braves? What's a good price for the Phillies? Again, that's all on Dub Club. But we're not, ex we're expecting it could be a close game, could easily land uh, four to four. And that nine and a half matters because if it's four to four, you still got a shot versus if you're going under nine, four to four, you can't win. Right. Or, uh, so that's what we kind of always mm -hmm. like to go under nine and a half over eight and a half. Uh, and so again, the discrepancy between the projection of the number you're getting matters, the odds matter, but also the keyness of the number matters. So we're going to go under nine and a half. Their first five total for the record is 4.7. You have some good bullpen. So I like getting all the innings here personally. Uh, moving on to the night game, 7.40 p.m. Eastern, Rays at the Twins. Yeah, two good offenses. Uh, although the Twins, we've long talked about, can be up and down the Rays. Uh, been a little bit more down over the last you know two to three months versus the first two to three months, right, uh, offensively. But they've still shown signs of life there. Two good starters, Tyler Glasnow and Sonny Gray. Uh, Glasnow getting a slightly better rating. His underlying metrics are a little bit better than Sonny Gray's. Basically the same ERA, basically the same fit. The X FIP is about a run better for Tyler Glass now. So that's where he gets a slight edge there. But these are both really good pitchers. The relievers are solid. This should be a really good series between two good teams. The twins, I think, a notch behind your top handful of teams in the AL, but at home, uh, here's their chance to prove it. And that kind of is aligns like the eye test kind of aligns with the numbers here. Model says 50-50 in this game. Who the heck knows? The Rays a little bit better on offense. A little bit better of a starter. In general, the Rays are a little bit better of a team than the Twins, but on the road, kind of balances that out. Model says flip a coin. Plus 115 is just too much value to pass up. It's an A grade value-wise. Uh, Cousin Jared, this I feel like is a tale as old of time that we've been doing on this show, this exact situation. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I hate uh, fading Tyler Glass now. I mean, that's something you kind of yeah. get, get a little, you know, terrible feeling in your yeah. stomach uh, when the first pitch we goes We backed him a lot this year, which is much which is much more fun. <laughs> yes, it's a lot more fun to, to batch back a pitcher like that. Uh, but Sonny Gray with that, that 80 grade, him and Pablo Lopez both have been really good to us all season for the Twins. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to put my faith. In sideline, going to put my faith behind uh, Sonny Gray and this Twins team that I feel like we've been on a lot this season. It also tells me something that we're fading the Rays because I couldn't tell you how many times that sideline has been on the Rays this year, but it has got to be yeah. approximately a billion. Um, yeah. So that that also that also tells me something. So sure, 50-50 uh, game, give me the plus odds. Yeah, I had the same thought. We've, we've talked about we backed the Twins a lot lately. We backed the Rays a lot as well. We backed the last now a lot as well, and that's always been – uh, again, a more fun thing to do than not backing him. Uh, but Sidney Gray, we've, we've talked about him a, a little bit here too, quietly just putting together a fantastic season. Um, I, I don't think he's quite getting the love and the recognition, the recognition that he deserves. You know, mm -hmm. 28 starts this year, so he's 
on pace here to approach 200 innings. I don't think he's, I think it's a little unlike he gets a resume right around 200 innings, potentially a sub three ERA. And yet we're not talking about him at all. It seems like uh, yeah. for one of the best pitchers. And again, that XFIP's a little bit higher, but uh, just what a fantastic pickup he has been. Uh, for the twins and so uh back in the twins here who the heck knows what happens and this is again the same situation we long talk about not a single pick that we make here on this show as we're trying to predict exactly what will happen what we're trying to do is say where are the prices that make for smart investments so that taken in totality we have a good uh portfolio of 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 plays and this is another one i don't know what's going to happen but if you give me plus 115 on the twins or plus 115 on the eight on the rays be happy with either one obviously a little bit more value for the twins according to the model because it's slightly shifted towards them but either way what we're talking about here is the price being the most important thing in a game that should be a great one to watch Uh, a great pick there on the twins and then to our last game of the evening 8 10 p.m eastern athletics and the astros this is the one right everyone knows this is projected to be a blowout what the exact price should be again we're going to leave that over for our people on dub clubbing and that links in the show description. But with regards to uh, the total uh, first thing, of course, maybe nine, maybe less of a key number here because we're less likely to be four to four, not impossible, right? The A's Mm -hmm. do sometimes win some games. Yeah. But of note here, relatively warm in Houston, not as hot as it's been cousin Jared uh, down your neck of the woods projected to be 85 at first pitch. So that's not 105. That's a win. We, we walked, we walked outside today and it was 93 with no humidity. We said, Oh my God, this feels great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So we still will have the roof closed in all likelihood, but here's the thing. Sometimes when you get into September, the Astros do like to open the roof, even on a slightly warm day. So the asterisk on this, if they open the roof, it's going to be warmer than if they didn't, which is going to make the ball fly a little bit more. So that's something to think about. That would bump that projection total up. Now, again, my model says 85 degrees. We humans don't typically like 85 degrees. We want the roof closed. But sometimes in Houston, especially at the beginning and the end of the season, they like to open that roof up It's, a, it's when it's a nice night, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not part of that decision-making process, but that's just a side note. If the roof's open, it will be slightly warm. That projected total is going to go from 95 probably closer to 10. Otherwise, this park plays pretty average. You do have some weirdness with this park, the little jet out uh, from left field because they raised that home run line higher. You end up with fewer home runs out there to that part of the park, but you have more home runs down the line in right field where it's relatively short and, of course, in the Crawford boxes. So it all balances out to be its roughly average park. Here's the thing, though. We long talk about lefties against the Astros. Ken Waldachuk, a lefty. Uh, 563 ERA underlying metrics suggest that's been about right. He's just not been very good. Uh, the Astros did not quite do much damage to Blake Snell. I just had Blake Snell, and we're going to talk about him tomorrow on the college football episode, Quinn Ewers, you know, and, and his unicornness. <laughs> but Blake Snell's another unicorn in a slightly different way. Of he kind of seems to always have ba- guys on base and he somehow always gets out of it, he walks mm-hmm. a lot of guys. And he's getting the I don't know. And you kind of yeah. keep thinking it's going to run out. But I, I don't know. It's weird. You know, he took care of the Astros on Friday night. For the most part, the Astros hit lefties really well. It's been good for us to back them scoring runs. We think they're going to put up a lot of runs. From Valdez for the Astros, you know, a guy who after the first two months I thought was going to be firmly in the conversation with Cy Young has just been so up and down the last couple yeah. of months. Um, model projects 9.5 runs thinks that while Framber Valdez, you know, still a good pitcher, 
Uh, this A's offense, you know, as we've long talked about, not terrible, not as bad as their pitching. A's pitching, not good. Relievers, even worse. The Astros should score a bunch of runs. We all kind of assumed that. But I don't think the uh, pitching is good enough right now for the Astros. An Astros fan, I'm not convinced the pitch is good enough to, to shut out the A's. We've seen Fromber also in certain situations get up a bunch and kind of lose his focus a little bit give up some runs as well. So it kind of becomes a runs beget runs type situation. We're going to go over eight and a half here, get about a full run difference between the protection and the line. Cousin Jared, tell us more. I mean, we've said it all season. Or it feels like all season. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's probably been a couple of months at this point, but the Astros against the lefty, you can't pass that up. And God bless his soul, Ken Waldschuk. Uh, one of the worst lefties uh, that's consistently getting thrown out there and starting every fifth day in, in the league. So this is just like a really, 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 really bad matchup for for the A's is what I would say. Uh, and I feel like you and I as Astros fans have done really well when we've played Astros totals. Uh, I feel yeah, like yeah. that has, has gone really well for especially the past uh, six weeks to two months or so. This is one that is just way too, way too low. Like I, personally, I was – Thought this should be like, well, of course, it's because sideline says nine and a half. But then I at least have to ask myself, yes. is this game going to get to double digits? Like that's just in my head. Astros against the lefty, one of the worst lefties that consistently starting in baseball. Is this game going to get to double digits? That's what I thought the decision that I would have to make would be. Right. But you're saying eight yeah. and a half and <laughs> over eight and a half minus 105 even. even like better. this is just yeah. just very, very odd. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, walk, uh, run, don't walk. Yeah. Yeah. As we always say, right, no locks in gambling, but the value here is really good long term value. You can't predict what will happen in one game. But what I like about this pick, too, is we have multiple ways to get to the windows. You said the Astros start scoring a few runs against Waldachuk. Fromber might lose his focus a little bit. He's done that a lot. Give up a few runs this A's offense. He's got a couple young guys that are doing okay in the middle of that lineup. This could easily turn into a 5 3 game in the sixth inning. And then at that point, you're just needing yeah. one more run at the back end. It could also be a situation, even if Fromber's on. If it turns into a kind of blowout, the A's have a lot of really weak pitchers at the back of their bullpen, guys that aren't really, you know, major league caliber, but here we are. And those guys come in late. And this game could be kind of like Sunday's Astros game, where the Astros end up putting up a 12 spot against the Padres. They might get this all by themselves in that scenario. So I don't know exactly. And there's, of course, another scenario where hypothetically Waldachuk pitches a fantastic game. That is obviously possible. And then at that point, you know, we're in a little bit of more trouble. That's yeah. why it's gambling yeah. and there's no locks. But yeah. of all the different things that can happen, there's a couple of different ways we can get there. I'm like you. I thought this would be nine and a half. And then you have to think like, do I want to, do I think this can get to double digits? Do I think it's going to be a runaway yeah. or not? But that extra full run there affects your break even point significantly to where yeah. this makes for a smart investment. Um, last thing here, of course, our pitcher prop. They were going to circle back to the Twins game and take Sonny Gray over 17 and a half outs. This is actually the last prop we won last time he pitched. I think we lost three in a row since then. Uh, unfortunately, again, after going 16 and two over those 18 uh, games. When we picked this one a week ago, you just point out, look at all the times Sonny Gray gets to 18 and look at all those times you have a number divisible by three. Very rarely is he not finishing an inning. Really, the only question is, has he been finishing six 
or seven. It's mostly been six. I don't really think seven is overly likely against a pretty good Rays offense, but at home, pitchers tend to pitch better. They like their own mound, their own backdrop of what they're throwing at. The timing works out. They tend to have a better first inning because they know exactly when they're going to go out there and pitch as opposed to not having an idea of how long the top of the first will last. Things just set up better for him at home, and he's been such a machine. I don't know why this is minus 105. I do get that the Rays offense is better, so I I get that this shouldn't be like, you know, minus 170 or something like that. But I'm just surprised it's not a little bit more like minus 130, minus 140, something where they're making yeah. you pay a tax to back a guy who's just been so consistently yep. getting to six innings here as of late. And you can see it there on the graph. Cousin Jared, do you have anything to add to this? Just the same comments that I had when we talked about the game in general, like going against the Rays offense is t- sometimes uh, uh, scary, but I mean, we, we've got recent history on our side here with how consistent um, he's been. So it's, it's, it's not like you're back in a, the A's here. It isn't to plug your nose and play, but definitely I will admit that, you know, going against the Rays is a little bit uncomfortable, but Hey, it's where sideline sees value. And of course value here with what Grace done lately. So let, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. What are those kind of ride the hot hand things? And I'm not a big hot hand theory uh, person as much as I think it's just showing you how well he's been pitching. And I think that's true talent. I don't think that's just, you know, a miraculous he got hot or something. It's just he's a very solid pitcher. Well, and there there are also definitely managers that like to let pitchers finish innings. Like there's clearly some guys who are all for that if they can. And just looking at this. Certainly seems like that's that's the feeling they have with with Gray at least. Yes, and it's sometimes different managers are that way with different pitchers as well, which is a great point because I looked at the same it's the same number for Tyler Glasnow, and I went with Gray rather than Glasnow specifically. Not that Glasnow's not a good pitcher, but because we know the Rays are so aggressive with their mm-hmm. relievers and what they do yep. with that, and so that's just an extra you know thing you have to think about. That doesn't mean that Glasnow over seventeen and a half is not also a smart pick, but when, when you think about that angle and the way they treat their starting pitchers versus the way we clearly have the evidence of the way they treat Sonny Gray. It's yep. not that he's guaranteed to go six. It's just, they really want him to get through six. And he seems to be doing a great job of, of meeting those requests yeah. and getting through six innings. over 17 and a half outs is our pitcher prop of the day at minus one of five. And again, courtesy of outlier.bet slash professor, these graphics on these pitchers, you can sort by type of prop game sport got NFL college football, all sorts of goodies outlier.bet slash professor get you that free seven-day trial. Cousin Jerry, that is our show. Here's the recap on screen. If you've been only with us on Spotify, do hop over every once in a while and check out YouTube. We have some nice little graphics that we have added, so it's not just our faces as much as you love to see our faces. Our faces are a little bit smaller now because we have some nice little uh, slides that I've been creating for this to help out the visual appeal of the show. Uh, But other than that, Cousin Jared, any parting words for the viewer here on this Monday? Stick around the YouTube channel. Lots of good stuff coming this week and every week through football season and while baseball season is still going on. But especially make sure to join us on Dub Club because you get priority access, quicker access, access to more items, get us a little bit more of everything and more fun over on Dub Club. So make sure you're joining us there as well. Yep, more of everything, all good things over there on Dub Club. So you're not signing up, link is in the show description. But thank you for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Do not forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Shift right into your feed. We'll be back again all week, again, with more college football, more NFL, and more baseball content. But until we see you again, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.